Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Welcome to the second hour of the first day, the WIBC Sunday Magazine Show. It's 11.06. I'm Terry Stacy, along with producer Kylan Talley. Good morning. Thanks for spending part of your first day of the week with us on first day. That voice. If that doesn't perk you up, I don't know what will. We are so happy that you're here with us today sharing some of your time during this Thanksgiving Day holiday. It's one of the busiest travel days of the year. And uh, so make sure we know we have some, because of weather, there's been some, uh, I believe just mostly, not can, uh, not too many cancellations, but delays for sure. So just check that out. The next busiest day of the year is going to be December 23rd. The day of Christmas Eve uh, happens to fall on Friday this year. Friday is the typically the busiest travel day in any given week. So December 23rd is not an official holiday, but a lot of holiday travelers are going to be leaving on that day if you're, you're making your plans. Tomorrow, the United States Department of Agriculture says the Monday after Thanksgiving is the very last day people can safely eat refrigerated Thanksgiving leftovers. I always have a problem with that. I love eating leftovers until they're like they're yeah. not good. They're moldy. They're yeah. smelly. It's right. It's a bad habit. <laughs> no, listen. I have like two tablespoons left of sweet potato casserole, and mm. I that's my favorite thing. And I'm just about done with that. I'm not sure I can even get through another couple tablespoons, but I love it. And we still have some turkey left. And but you got till tomorrow. If to you're safely. not eating it. Make sure you freeze it at least. Maybe you could you do that. Don't let it go to waste. Maybe you could do that. Mm-hmm. Can I share a little TikTok that I found oh, about leftovers? Okay, yeah. I said to my son, the doctor thinks I'm addicted to Thanksgiving leftovers. He said, he probably just is afraid you're stuffing yourself. <laughs> I said, no. He wants me to quit cold turkey. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. You know, here's a really great. I know we need to get to uh, Christmas tree talk with Pat Sullivan here in a second, but I just want to mention here is the fan- most fantastic way to use stuffing, leftover stuffing. You're going to make your stuffing and you're going to shape it in the shape of a, a, a square. Okay. And then you're going to add, you're going to scramble some eggs, a couple of eggs. Okay, in a bowl. You're going to dip that bread, like you would French toast. You're going to dip that stuffing into that egg mixture. And then you're going to fry it in a pan. And you're going to use that as bread to put your layer of cranberry, your layer of turkey, and I always like mashed potatoes, and then put the top on with that stuffing bread you've just made and you've got a really fantastic sandwich. Do you have okay. that patented or something? That's no. the Thanksgiving sandwich. It's so good. It Normally you would want to make that just use your bread, but use your stuffing and make it bread. Make it that bread layer for you so and you're going to love it. It's so good. Very French toasty, but not. You're going to love it. All right, at 11.09, it's time for Christmas Tree Talk with Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, host of Home and Garden on Saturday, 9 to 1 with Denny Smith. 
Hey, Pat, thanks for stopping by. Huge weekend for fresh cut turkeys. Blaming the drought for high prices? There's been a shortage of trees for the last uh, six, eight years, and they expect that to uh, finally correct itself in 2024, easing a little bit next year. But we, Terry, from our main supplier that we have bought from for 30 years, where we would get four full semis, we, we got one and a half semis. And so what that does, then we're pushed to, like, we have to buy a lot from Guido, the mafia tree broker. And then, you know, Guido charges a fair amount. And, yeah. and it's it really is. It's it's a bad situation. But in a couple of years, I think it'll it'll kind of take care of itself. But tree farms are, are a great option. But even tree farms have to bring in trees. So they're bringing in trees as well. So everyone is kind of in the same boat. What's the most popular tree? Fraser fir, by far. And, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, and even into the 70s, the scotch pine was called America's Christmas tree. Oh. And it was a fast-growing tree, ugly as hell. Uh, <laughs> but, and then they sprayed it. They spray it green. They spray it. Because the, it's not green enough? No, because th- this time of year, it's kind of yellow. And nobody wants a yellow Christmas tree. So they actually, they dye it. And so it kind of fell out of favor when the Fraser started to be grown. Uh, but yeah, the the Scotch pine we sell very few. Occasionally, somebody that's real nostalgic uh, for their childhood will want a uh, a Scotch pine. Once you get your tree, you're going to cut off the base. Yes, and so what you're going to do is you're going to cut between one and two inches off. You're not going to skin the bark because when you skin the bark, you remove the little straws in the, in the cambium layer that will suck the water up into the tree. So you don't want to. Everyone thinks if I scrape the bark off, that's going to make it. No, that disturbs the the uh, you know we refer to like just little straws. So just a fresh cut, and then it needs to get in water within two hours. Okay. Most of the tree lots would make a fresh cut for you. You just need, your job is to get it in water within a couple hours and make sure that it always has water in contact with the bottom of that base. If it runs out, then it seals over. Ideally, though, Pat, is this the best time to buy a fresh cut tree that needs to stay somewhat healthy until Christmas? It's a yeah. It it depends. I mean, it that's a long haul. Trees are not generally back in the day. We would our, put our trees up usually around uh, you know December eighth to December twelfth. I would say is when most of them were put up. But now it's uh, people. It just our culture has changed. Every everything is 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 Thanksgiving weekend. That is one of the biggest. That probably is the biggest weekend for trees. And that was not that we didn't even set up our tree lot until after Thanksgiving. So that has changed. So ideally, you'd go buy your tree, you'd get it in water, and you'd leave it outside until, you know, if you can push the family to to maybe December 5th or 10th, that would be, yeah. Better chance. Yeah. And... You don't want to add anything to the water. Just fresh water is just fine. Right. You don't need to have fresh water is fine. You hear Sprite all the different things. Whatever. You know, aspirin. Uh, you can even buy a little tree preserver that you can put in. But really, the experts will tell you that just warm water is fine. Yeah. Okay. What else? Allison was asking me earlier about, because where they put the tree in her home, there's a heat duct. And that is a real no-no. And people, some people think, well, I can just shut it off. But those, those registers leak so badly. You really need, if that's really where it has to go, you want to cover that register up with a floor mat or something like that and really stop the heat from coming up there. Because it will dry that tree out so quickly. Yeah. 
Thanks for Tree Talk could, once again this year. All right, could I get a donut or anything? You can have a donut, a right. donut. Okay. That's all I have. Thanks. It's great to see you, Terry. It's great to see you. Thanks for coming yeah. in. Thanks. See you later. Bye. It's 11-13. Coming up, another holiday tradition, Indie Ballet's Nutcracker. We'll meet the Sugar Plum Fairy next on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WIBC. It is Terry Stacy, and there's a holiday tradition that is back at the Murat Theater at Old National Center, the Indianapolis Ballet's iconic holiday classic, The Nutcracker. We've got Executive Director Don Steffi. Don, great to see you. As well, Terry. Thank you so much. Introduce who you've brought with you today. So we have one of our principal dancers with us, ballerina Yoshiko Kamakusa, to to look through the eyes of, of one of our performers. Don, how many years has the Indianapolis Ballet performed The Nutcracker? Uh, they performed approximately 17 years. Uh, it, it, you know, uh, Victoria Lyris, we, we had on last year, our mm-hmm. founder and artistic director, she grew this organization out of the birth of a school of ballet, the Indianapolis School of Ballet. And so there were a number of years where it was a student production. And then in 2018, when the organization took on the professional wing of the company, of the organization, then it was a full-blown professional uh, version of the Nutcracker. Okay. I, I do know one factoid that, that's that's common is that ironically when the Nutcracker over 100 years ago mm-hmm. was presented in Russia uh, it uh, fell flat on its face. The audience they just, it, it was too much for them. Uh, and then all, all of a sudden came along this very high spirited, funny ballet and even in Russia now it's popular. Yeah. But we Americans, we yeah. uh, we gave it our holiday twist. It's it's one of the largest revenue generators of, of any professional ballet company in the country. It's something, it's kind of like here in town, uh, the ISO's Yuletide or IRT's you know, Christmas Carol. The, these have become holiday traditions for many of these types of arts organizations and likewise with the ballet. That's Don Steffi. He's the executive director. And Yoshiko, I want to get to know you a little bit as well. A little bit about your background. When was the first time you performed in The Nutcracker? I think I did an excerpt of The Nutcracker when I was eight. When you were eight years yes. old. But when did you start studying? Uh, when I was seven. So it was the next year. What What made you think I'd love to be a ballerina? Um, I think it grew over time, but I think I just like the discipline and the repetition and that ballet, you know, there's so much to work on every time and it keeps you humbled. But then there's that excitement when you perform on stage and it's just I think performing was something that I really, really enjoyed. What do you think are the misconceptions about a ballerina? Uh, that we don't eat. <laughs> right. Do I mean um, right? I mean, we <laughs> yeah. We have a pretty high metabolism for what we do. We are athletes as much as we are artists. And, um, you know, we need to eat balanced diets and we eat our meat, we eat our veggies and 
our carbs. We don't eat an apple a day. <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> right? Um, right? So, yeah, um, I think diet is definitely a misconception. Um, I guess that ballerinas are athletes. That's they are athletes. That's really um, a misconception because what we do, not only do we have to do all of these athletic movements and technical uh, elements, uh, we have to look graceful and smile. We can't just, you know, run around a football field and grunt, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the most uh, difficult part and that there's more to ballet than just being pretty. Tell us about your day. Like, what is a day like for you, especially when you've got a show coming up like the Nutcracker? Sure. Um, so we usually start with a class um, at 9.30 to 11, which is basically a warm up for the dancers and um, to work on our technique so that we can be prepared for the rehearsals ahead. Um, we usually rehearse from 11 to 5 o'clock. Um, sometimes we have less rehearsals depending on what your role is, or we might have more. That's just uh, depending on the uh, performance that you have. But yeah, that's kind of what the day is like. Uh, sometimes if some of us teach, uh, we do classes uh, for the students, for the school um, in the evening. So it's kind of a full-time job. You're going to be doing four performances while you're here in Indianapolis. How do you feel after a show? You know, I think I try to give everything to a show, um, emotionally, physically. So I'd say a little bit drained sometimes. Yeah. Double show days are definitely um, difficult. Uh, so after the first show, I definitely go back home. I take a nap. Um, I might take a shower and just restart and see the second show as like a new day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I grew up in Tokyo, but um, I moved to Hawaii when I was six. So when was the first, how old were you when you saw the show the first time? Uh, I want to say I was probably seven. So you are an Indiana resident now? I am. It's been about five years now. What brought you here? Uh, this company. <laughs> the company brought you here. Yes. Personally love Indy. I think it's the warmest and most generous community I have ever been in. And they've been so welcoming and open from the beginning. And I... I felt like I was at home. <laughs> Done, Steffi. We will wrap this up with details about the Nutcracker this year. Give us some of the information that our listeners need to know right now. Absolutely, because it's a it's a full holiday plate, not only at the Murat, uh, the Nutcracker, the full-length Nutcracker, uh, December 16th through the 18th, as you mentioned, and tickets on sale at IndieBallet.org. We also do a Nutcracker Suites. This is a one-hour version for the little peeps. Oh. So the wee, wee little ones uh, out at the Toby Theater at Newfields. Oh, great place. So that's December 9 through the 12th. December 9 through the 12th. And the other thing for all age children is that we offer what we call Nutcracker Teas. T-E-A-S. So these are uh, uh, like a holiday party where you uh, meet the ballerinas and there's there's uh, activities to do and, and, of course, food. And those those teas, one is at the Bridgewater Country Club on the, on the north side, okay. uh, December 4th, on the Saturday of Nutcracker here at the Mirah, right across the street at noon is a Nutcracker tea at the Anthenaeum. Oh. That also is all mentioned on IndieBallet.org. So at our organization, we have the Indianapolis School of Ballet that started this whole 
wonderful journey. And so we uh, take students in till the end of January. So if you want to give a great gift of dance, go to IndieBallet.org, and uh, we'd love to have your children uh, ages four through adult. We have even adult classes. Terry, I'm inviting you. Uh, I was going to ask if you can teach an old dog new tricks. I'm not going to use the qualifier old, but uh, we'd love to have uh, <laughs> Terry, the little gorgeous puppy, be a part of it. It's just down the street, Terry. You walk down the street and oh, get some exercise. And, uh, oh, my gosh. You know what? I really could. Do I have to? Can I just wear my regular clothes? <laughs> Probably so. so. I have to put on some sort of no. tights where people can see. <laughs> well, the see other all the no, bumps. You, you can hide up pretty much if you want. But, okay. But the other nice <laughs> thing about the adult ballet is you can also just pay per class. So that's you know, fantastic. Yeah, come as you go. But okay. mainly the Nutcracker. Again, Yoshiko and, and the company—they're they're just dancing wonderfully. Yoshiko Kamikusa, thank you very much. It is nice to meet you. Why do you think this thing this particular show, uh, The Nutcracker. Why has it stood the test of time? It's for all ages, and it's family-friendly, and Tchaikovsky, he just made this brilliant score, and I think it's just something that people can relate to, and it's joyous, It's um, and it just it has this festive, celebratory feel to it, and I think that's what really draws everyone to come see it. It gives you that holiday spirit, whatever that spirit is. And and we have people, uh, uh, believe it or not, that, that make it a tradition. That, that this is what they do. Mm-hmm. This is what then their children do to their children. And sort of like the IMS, our great friends at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where, where people, they buy the same seat almost for ever. They do that with the ballet. Yeah, they do. They do it with Nutcracker. You cannot have their seat. I think that's really cool. And that's how important it is to them. Keep that tradition alive for sure. The Nutcracker performed by the Indianapolis Ballet the 16th through the 18th of December at the Murat Theater, IndieBallet.org. Don Steffi, Executive Director, and Yoshiko Kamikusa. She is the Sugar Plum Fairy and Principal Ballerina. Thank you both so much. Nice to meet you. Thank, Thank you, you, Terry. It is 11.27. Coming up, Indy's Katie Sweeney is home to perform in Yuletide. And she'll join us after the break on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. 11.33, 50 degrees on Monument Circle. I can't tell if it's raining or not. It's so soggy out there. Terry Stacy, along with producer Kylan Tallian, for the next couple of weeks, few weeks in fact, singer, dancer, and actor Katie Sweeney from Indianapolis will be performing with the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra in AES Indiana's Yuletide Celebration. It's one of Indy's favorite holiday traditions under the direction of Jack Everly with guest host, oh, I can't remember who it is this year, Frank Marino maybe? I need to check that out. I know it starts on December 2nd, and joining us now is Katie Scarlett Sweeney. Hello, Katie. Hi, I'm wonderful. I'm so happy to get to talk to you, too. Thank you for having me. Where did you go to high school? 
I went to Center Grove High School in Greenwood, Indiana. Did you know it right in high school that this is what you wanted to do? I did. I think uh, I I tried to convince myself to do something a little safer, you know, but I, I think in my heart, I always knew, you know, I've always loved singing. I've always loved dancing. And, you know, my entire family is a very musical family. So it's just kind of in my blood. And so when it came time to decide, you know, what do I want to do with my life? Nothing else seemed like it would make me quite as happy as this and be quite as fulfilling. So very lucky to get to do what I love. When, how old were you when you were on a stage for the first time performing in front of an audience? Oh, I was probably, I want to say two or three, I think was the first time. Uh I was doing dance and we, you know, we do our dance recitals. So that was probably the first time I ever performed in front of an audience. And I'm sure, you know, back then it went way over my head how cool it was. (laughs) But yeah, ever since then, I guess I've just been hooked. Then she went to college. She graduated from IU just a couple of years ago. What has life been like for you after you graduated from college? Life has been crazy, uh, but it's also been a blessing. I mean, you know, I graduated in 2020, so kind of in the midst of the entire world shutting down. Yeah. So it was interesting to navigate the world and also the performance world, um, you know, after graduation because there wasn't much going on. But thankfully, you know, I have a wonderful family and I was able to stay with them, get some extra time with them, um, you know, living in, in my hometown and just enjoying that extra time. And then once things started opening up again, I moved to New York, uh, actually just this spring, and I've been in New York City auditioning, and I had been traveling around doing a couple different contracts last year, so it's been much uh, a much heavier performing year this past year, which has been nice. Things are starting to happen again. It's great. Do you love living in New York City? Oh, I love it. Yes, it's a very <laughs> different environment, and um, I know it's definitely not for everyone, but I really do love it. I love the energy and, you know, there's always something to do. You never get bored. And everybody there has has a goal that they're pursuing. And it's just really nice to be around that mindset. You're back home for Yuletide. And yes. this is the, I believe, 36th anniversary. Did you see the show when you were a kid? I did. I did see the show. I My family and I used to come every single year when I was little and I think if there was any show that sparked my love for performing, it was this one. Uh, You know, this was the moment that I had. And I was like, oh, that's seeing the dancers on stage and seeing when I was little, you know, seeing Sandy Patty come out in the big gowns and the singers hearing how beautiful they were and how incredibly talented the orchestra was. That was the moment that I knew something was different about that and something was special about that. I love that. So blessed. Yeah, so blessed to be a part of it now. When did you actually audition for a role in uh, AES Indiana's Yuletide? I believe it was last spring. So 2021 was my first Yuletide. So this is my second year. Um, But I had the privilege to audition for Maestro Everly um, and the producer Ty Johnson. And back in, I guess, yeah, spring of 2021 is what it would have been. And just sang them a few songs, which was the coolest thing to me because they were like celebrities to me my whole life growing up. Um, And yeah, I got an email about a a few weeks later, I'm sure. And 
and got to sign the contract and participate in Yuletide last year, which was wonderful. So for me, it was truly no question about coming back for a second year. I was if they wanted to have me, I was thrilled to be here. With us is Katie Scarlett Sweeney. I love the Scarlett part of it all. And she is a singer and da- dancer and actor. And she's back home to be a part of AES Indiana Yuletide Celebration at Hilbert Circle Theater. Get your tickets right now because this really is such a tradition. IndianapolisSymphony.org. Tell us about this year's show. Yes. So this show is going to be magical. It's so wonderful. I mean, everything is just so, you know, over the top, incredible, it's spectacle, as Yuletide always is. We have Frankie Marino hosting, you know, he's got a wonderful voice. He's just an incredibly vivacious performer. We also have the Moipe triplets who are from Kenya, and they're one of the biggest singing sensations in Kenya. And they have the most gorgeous voices. I can't wait for people to hear them sing. Mm. And we also have Susie Mosier, a comedian and a performer from New York, coming back. Um, can't wait people. Can't wait for people to get to watch her her perform again. And with me, you'll get to see me in the vocal ensemble as well as many other talented performers. There's also so many talented dancers um, of all ages. From I think I want to say. 13 and up, um, just incredibly talented dancers. And of course, you can't forget the ISO and Maestro Jack Everly, just making it all the most incredible show you've ever seen, oh my in my gosh. opinion. And you mentioned the symphony, Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra. It really is, it must be such a thrill to perform with, with a live orchestra like that. Oh, it is. I mean, the musicians are as you would expect, they are just so talented and they're also just such kind human beings. It really is a pleasure to get to work alongside of them um, in a show that, you know, allows us to, to come in and be on the stage with them and, and really just, you know, put on a, a beautiful show with them hand in hand. It's, it's one of the most incredible feelings. I think last year, the first time the orchestra came in and we sang with them, I just started crying because it was the coolest thing I had ever experienced. What do you want to do next with all of this talent that you have? You know, I would love to do it all, but I would say, you know, my heart right now is really, really striving towards that that Broadway, that Broadway show. Yeah. Um, so right now, I just feel really lucky to be in the city with so many talented artists, um, who I get to learn from every day and work with every day. So the plan is to go back there and keep auditioning and working on this craft that I am so lucky to get to do every day. And yeah, Broadway would be the biggest goal for sure. (laughs) What is a dream role for you on Broadway? I would love to be Galinda and Wicked. I just think that would be... Just top of the list. I think that role is so fun. It really has everything. And it's wonderful songs and super, just a super fun character. So that's definitely one of the roles at the top of my list. What is your favorite holiday song to sing? Oh, my gosh. That's hard. I know. I know. There are so many good ones. (laughs) Would it be an old classic or would it be something more new and modern? Oh, I bet it. I love the classics. I don't know. If you bring out Let It Snow any year or, or... 
most wonderful time or have yourself a merry little Christmas, you know, any of those just warm. Yeah. They just make you feel so warm inside. What is your favorite holiday movie? I would probably say Elf. I mean, Elf is a a classic. Yeah, no, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a Okay, your favorite holiday tradition. My favorite holiday tradition, my family every year on Christmas Eve, we always, before we go to our Christmas Eve service, um, we all make homemade pizzas every year. Um, Yeah, it's just a really fun tradition. We all get to make our own individual little pizzas and we get all the ingredients and we just spend some family time and then we have dinner and we go to service and, you know, before we go to bed and wake up on Christmas morning. So I would have to say, I think, I think that's my favorite tradition we do oh, as a family. Will you get to stay here for Christmas? I will. I will. Yes. I'm very thankful, you know, that the ISO, they just treat us so well. And those of us who wanted to stay, if we had families here, they're very, very wonderful about working all of that out for us. So I get to be home for Christmas. It's Katie Scarlett Sweeney, uh, singer, dancer, actor. She's from right here in central Indiana, and she's back home for this year's AES Indiana Yuletide Celebration at Hilbert Circle Theater. Go to IndianapolisSymphony.org for tickets. Katie, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas. We can't wait to see you uh, at Yuletide. Thank you so much for having me. It is 1143. We're glad you're here with us on the first day on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It is 11.46 on a soggy Sunday morning. This song always makes me want to get out my hairbrush and start singing in the mirror. Singing your hairbrush in the mirror. (laughs) I used to read anything that was on the bathroom counter and read it out loud and, and look at myself in the mirror and do it. You know, I'd hold up hairspray. <laughs> like, suave hairspray. Not for everyone. <laughs> Great price. Read the label. This product is something free. What is it? Sulfate free? Is that the next one? Yeah. Hey, guys, I want to I want to talk about this a little bit. And this is interesting. You know, we've got these cold temperatures that are coming our way this week and lots of wind coming today. But let's talk about space heaters for a minute. This is a debate in my own household. And I'm wondering, are space heaters cheaper than turning up the thermostat? David works in the basement, and so he's got the thermostat going on all the time, and and I mean it's running the whole the whole day. Lifehacker.com answers this question. They ran some numbers to see whether space heaters are really the most cost-effective option for you this winter, and I think this is interesting because according to CNET, CNET, it costs about twenty cents per hour to run an average space heater. That's a fifteen hundred watt space heater. If you run it for eight hours, that adds up to about $1.60 per day. 
that doesn't seem bad at all. I was in my head, it was way out there. That comes out, though, to a little under $50 per month. That's not too crazy, I don't think. However, assuming $50, that $50 is assuming that you run just one space heater for about eight hours. Many of us are running heaters throughout the night or keeping them running in rooms that we're not in all the time. Like I have a little tiny one that sits in the kitchen. Our house is so cold and it runs when I'm not necessarily in there. So this leads to consequences for more serious for a more serious than a hefty electric bill, according to the Department of Energy. Portable heaters are responsible for about 25,000 fires. You know that, resulting in about 300 deaths and around 6,000 emergency visits a year. So the bottom line, space heaters are, according to this this group at CNET, space heaters are a quick fix, but not a main source of heating. So once you need heat in more than one room, you're better off turning up your thermostat instead of turning on multiple space heaters. Honestly, it's kind of sad to hear. Did Whenever... I look, Was that easy to follow? Yeah. I know that was, oh, yeah. was it? So I wanted the bottom line. I should have just gone right from the top to the bottom line. What's the line. bottom line? The bottom line is if you've got them in more than one rooms, space heaters are not saving you money. It's going to be cheaper to just turn up your thermostat. Mm-hmm. I know we have at least two that we have constantly running at my house. Yeah. Ever since I moved to Indy for college, my room was taken over by my baby sister, understandably so. So I got put in the loft and that oh, is very cold. And so I use cold. a space heater constantly. Yeah. And so maybe I'll just tell my mom that's jack not it, up. it whenever Might I'm home. Be. If you're mm-hmm. the only one, you said you got a couple of them, but uh, I like the toasty feel of it, like right next to my feet. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's what I do I here. I mean, I can't get that kind of heat mm-hmm. just with the thermostat turned up. I like that right toasty here. heat right almost giving me giving me a little scalding feeling, which is awful, on <laughs> my like legs. It's setting your feet up on the fireplace. You yeah. just want that little bit just of a, a Right, burn. right. Not enough, but... Right. Uh, all right, it's 11.50. Uh, do you have some food news for us today, Kylan? After Thanksgiving? Please. Yes. First day food news. All right, this day's food news is going to be dedicated to Thanksgiving leftovers. Yep. Because there's a lot. Like we mentioned earlier, Monday, tomorrow is going to be one of the last days that you want to try and get them out of your fridge. If you're not going to eat them, try and freeze them. There is a good reminder that I also saw on the internet. Leftovers should be reheated to 165 degrees in sausage or sauces. Like sauces? Yes. Should be boiled. You reboil them, mm -hmm. not just let them get warm and tepid. It needs to be boiled. Yep, they should be brought to a boil. Um, They should, your leftovers should have been refrigerated after hopefully the two hours after you got done cooking them. So if they weren't, definitely check them before you're eating them. Okay. All righty. Some other food news that I saw because I was personally stuffed. Did you? Did you eat till you were sick? Oh, yeah. I've got two tablespoons yeah. left of uh, casserole, of a, of a great sweet potato casserole. That's almost all I have left. Yeah, I was so stuffed. But then I saw Joey Chestnut, the world competitive eater. He was eating pies. Oh, for Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Here's just a little bit of him eating pumpkin pie. So his goal 
was just to beat his own personal record and try and eat 24 pumpkin pies in three minutes. <laughs> he ended up eating only 14, but that's still so impressive. 14? Yes. He ate 14 pumpkin mm-hmm. pies in three minutes. Yeah, and here's a little bit of the interview that he had pie. done after he got done. Well, there were 14 mega slices of pie. Delicious. Uh, I was hoping to eat more, but, uh, you know, the crowd was pushing me, and it's day before Thanksgiving, and I uh, definitely got food for Thanksgiving tomorrow. You know, the dish was a little bit more whipped cream than I thought. It was kind of, it was kind of filling up my mouth, and hard to hear because the kids were going crazy for Joey in the background, but the whipped cream was a lot more to take than what he was expecting. Oh, you've got dairy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love a pumpkin pie, though. And oh. 14 of them. Way to go, Joey. Joey's going to be I'm... doing, uh, I believe, St. Elmo's shrimp eating contest is coming up here in a couple of weeks or so. We should talk to Joey. I think. I think he's got another contest mm-hmm. coming yeah, up here locally. Come, come pretty soon. Uh, Cyber Monday, tomorrow, one of the biggest shopping days of the year, rivaling Black Friday. $11.2 billion projected in sales on Cyber Monday. $12 million a minute. <gasps> <laughs> That's during the peak Peak Cyber Monday shopping moment time. My stomach just turned. 80% of us, what do we shop on? Amazon.com. Discounts, discounts, by the way, are going to hit record highs this holiday season at 32%. And you know what? By the way, a lot of those cyber deals have started today on Amazon and even yesterday. But tomorrow, I guess, is when you see the big ones at right around 32%. And don't forget about the scammers. I was going to do a story on scammers, but I thought you all know. I mean, I hope you know mm-hmm. what you're looking for and how to be safe when you're shopping this holiday. We've Just certainly talked about it year after year after year since Cyber Monday has become such a big deal and shopping online in general during the holidays and year round, in fact. So if it looks uh, too good to be true, yeah, definitely you know, double check right? You look for the security lock, mm-hmm. you know, you do all the stuff and use credit cards instead of maybe other mm-hmm. ways of yeah. shopping online. I always thought that Black Friday would have the biggest sales, especially because of all their Friday right, deals. Used to. I saw a study that said that only 56% of the holiday shoppers buy on Black Friday in comparison to the 66% on Cyber Monday, and then followed closely by Small Business Saturday, of course. It's which just is become so much easier for everybody to shop online. It really has, it and we, I think we all feel fairly safe. Also, the hackers know that and will keep coming at us from all different directions. But, you know, Black Friday, Kylan, I used to go out on Black Friday for the morning show and I'd be there at five in the morning and the lines would be out. I mean, just wrapped around you know, all of the, the, the you know, Toys R Us and mm-hmm. and uh, and all of the big stores, the big box stores. And and it was, people were having such a great time. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd have a great time together. They'd bring their chairs. They'd sit. Yeah. <laughs> no, despite the do. weather. But that just is gone. I did end up going this year Black Friday shopping. I did don't, you? I don't go to buy anything. I go for the experience of walking around with friends, standing in line, being part of the craziness. Here we are. And we. Got, I woke up at 4 a.m. You and did? started driving. Yep. So we Where'd stood you in go? Line. Kohl's. Kohl's was the first one that we stood at because they had an air fryer for $30. <sighs> That was a good deal. That's a deal. But they were all out of course before they we were, even got on the got building. Five of them. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh man, that's a such a great price. Where did I see an inexpensive? I saw Walmart had one for around thirty-four. Mm-hmm. Target also had some pretty good ones. So that was a really good find, at least for yeah. me. That's why you shop early. That truly is it to get those really good deals like that. And uh, I'm assuming they will have more of those tomorrow. Uh, but I bet you look today, you're going to find some stuff as well. Um, all right. It is 1155. And 
Well, you, it, did you want to do something about with music? Well, sure. Because Sam's not here today. Here's, Sam Fritz, yeah, you're filling yeah, in for Sam. Important. You're going to do some music news <laughs> instead of Sam. I mean, that's fine by me. There is a new song, relatively new. It came out on TikTok, and this song... They ended up having a new feature on it. So here's the original that they had. This is a give or take. Would you keep it or would you just okay. not listen to it? I love it. It's one of my favorites. What is it? It is called Golden Hour by JVKE. I like it. This is new. Mm-hmm. So he released just a little sample of it on TikTok, but then ended up making the full song. But oh, then he got a feature on it, and honestly, I'm not a fan. Here's let's have your take. So there's a little new new song for your Sunday. I like it. New song Sunday. <laughs> Could you do that every week? Well, sure. I like a new song Sunday. Would you play my favorite? Oh, Thank you, you already know. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Be safe out there. Talk to you next week on 93 WIBC. I'm easy like Sunday.